0: Welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host Leanne Hunt and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Hello everybody and welcome to episode three of season two of the Knitter Square podcast. I'm your show host Leanne Hunt and I welcome you again to come and join me with your knitting or your crocheting as we conscious of the children here in south africa who are in very dire straits uh, needing comfort and warmth and care and to know that somebody loves them and of course this is where was set up 12 years ago by Rhonda Lowry and she's gathered many volunteers along the way and um, It's a a wonderful organisation because of the the circular way in which it involves knitters and um, uh, volunteers on the ground and the children who so appreciate getting gifts from um, all of our members around the world. The knitted squares and beanies and hand warmers and soft toys that are donated are just beautiful and when they are combined into colourful blankets they are like mosaics of love and joy and um, appreciation. And Rhonda has always said that um, the the blankets uh, should be given out with a message that each child is special to God and that uh, God has a special plan and purpose for his or her life. Um, I just wanted to share with you some some very sad news. Um, In the last couple of weeks we heard that our um, long-standing volunteer Nani passed away um it was in mid-february and she was suffering complications from stomach ulcers um and because of covid and the lockdown and everything we had been unaware that she was in such pain um wandy had been in touch with her but even wandy and the other volunteers hadn't seen much of each other because they're sort of staying confined in their own homes so um when we heard it was a real shock to everybody and um The message was put on the group and everybody, of course, responded immediately with condolences to her family. She had a very young family, so our thoughts are very much with them. And um, I know that you will join with me in wishing wishing those uh, that are left behind God's um, grace and peace during this difficult time. Um, Today's interview is with one of our overseas members, Patricia Gribble and she's in the southwest of England, and she's going to tell us all about where she comes from and uh, the community that she's part of there, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with her. I must apologize because the sound quality wasn't great, and I was having some problems with my microphone in the beginning, but um, at least uh, Trish comes across nice and clearly, which is the main thing, And uh, I'm going to uh, stop my introduction right there because it's quite a lengthy interview full of all sorts of interesting and exciting things that she had to share with me. So um, I'll hand over to her now and then we'll uh, wrap it up at the end of the episode. Hi Trish, thank you so much for being patient with me with all my hassles with <laughs> with
1: meeting <connecting laughs> by Zoom. <laughs> That's okay. It's lovely to meet you, Leanne, to actually you know meet with you and talk with you. After all, the sort of emails and things it's lovely, isn't it? To just yeah. talk together. And to put it, so a- i very pleased
0: to be here. Yeah. Yes, face to the face is always nice. Yes. Can tell yes. me um, where you are? I know you're in England, I can hear from your accent, but which part of England are you in? Right, I hope you can cope with the, uh, the
1: um, accent okay. Uh, that's right. because I'm from Plymouth in Devon, in the southwest, right down in the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, we're on the border between um, uh, Cornwall and we've got the National Park of Dartmoor on the other side. So we're very, very fortunate. We've got the sea and the beautiful moor around us. So, um, yeah, we've lived here all our lives and uh, very, very happy here. Our family are all around us.
0: It sounds like um, a beautiful part of England. I actually have relatives yeah. that come from Cornwall and I've never visited, but I do plan to yeah. there. Yes, well, um, we've
1: always been campers in our family from when our children were little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose because we live in that sort of area, there's so much to explore, and um, we really loved it from, from, you know, their tiny age, and, uh, and that's never gone away, so the children are now grown up, and they've got children of their own, so we've got seven grandchildren, they all love camping as well, so, um, so we do like to, uh, now we've got a caravan, but we do still camp, we go to the Isles of Scilly once a year, uh, which is off the end of Cornwall, it's still part of Cornwall. Okay. And um, But of course you can't take a caravan there mm-hmm. so we uh, camp in a tent mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, is lovely yeah. and there are no cars on the island of St Agnes where we go there's just uh, like little buggies that um, carry their suitcases you know to the B&Bs and things. Yeah. So you you once you get there you go to the farm and you wait for the farmer to bring your equipment and you set up camp uh, and um we usually have a beautiful time. We've had a few storms there when we've been there. That's been quite an experience. There are several islands. Mary's is the main one, which is larger. Mm-hmm. But we like to go on St. Agnes because, um, well, partly because there's no traffic or anything. It's so small. You just walk from one end to the other. And it's so natural and beautiful. Oh, it's nice. the furthest one out. So it's, it's a bit rougher than the others. Um, a bit more rugged, which we love. Um, so we've nearly got blown away a few
0: times, but we've managed to survive. <laughs> and what do you do when you're there? Are you keen fishing or you like boating or what?
1: Well, um, my husband loves sailing. My son loves sailing. Oh. And one of my son's dreams is to sail to the islands, which I'm sure they will do. Yeah. Uh, but um, when we're there, we love walking, uh, picnicking. And of course, you can get the boats that take you to all the other islands. Okay. And it's so interesting because you go down to catch the boat in the morning, and there's lots of people. But when you get off the boat the other end, within minutes, everyone's disappeared, and you have you can have a beach on your own. Oh. The, the beaches are beautiful, beautiful beaches, white sand. Uh, the islanders are wonderful. Um, it's a real getaway, get away from everything.
0: Wonderful. Now, do, uh, I'm do you take your knitting when you go, or do you... Oh, absolutely. I, I don't go
1: anywhere without my knitting. <laughs> we, we go to France, too, with a caravan, usually in the summer, and um, it's usually very hot, but you'll always find me outside, sitting with my knitting, and a lot of the other people there will always comment, you know, as they go past, asking me what I'm doing and what it's for. Yes. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so... Um, you no, I'm never without my knitting. Every evening at home, settle down. If you want to watch the television, out comes my knitting. Mm-hmm. I'm quite fortunate that I can knit and watch the TV. So, I'm, uh, so I just keep going the whole
0: time. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's such a good cause as well. Yes, I think that's so, what's so nice, is that you're keeping your hands busy and being productive. But you know that yeah. when you finish knitting your squares and whatever else you're busy with, um, that they, they go to make blankets for children and it yeah. makes you feel happy to, to know that they're going, as you say, to a good cause. Absolutely, absolutely. It
1: just inspires you and motivates you to keep going, doesn't it? You know, you just picture those children in your mind and um, it just inspires you to keep going the whole time. So, um, when did you yes. knit? Have you knit it all your life? I learned to knit, I think my earliest knitting was as a teenager um, I can't quite remember how I got into it actually but I do remember crocheting um, a few squares to make a blanket. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I did that, what, what inspired me but I, I am quite creative. I love patchwork. Very nice. Yes. So I do a lot of patchwork as well. I'm not going to say I'm artistic because I'm not. I've got no idea about drawing, painting, anything like that. But uh, making things and creating things as I go along, I love um, and I can do that. So, yes. Well, obviously, when I while I was at work, um, I didn't really have much time for knitting um, or patchwork or anything really. So it was nice to be able to get into it afterwards. But um, if I, can I just tell you about what I used to do? Would that be nice. interesting to know? Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. Um, well firstly I'm you know being a Christian I've always been uh, very active in the local church mm-hmm. um, but working I worked in a local community college okay. with teenagers okay. and um, I started off by working with visually impaired students. Very nice. <laughs> yes which <laughs> you, you might be find interesting For sure. and, and I love. I loved this job because it enabled these students to access the curriculum the same as any other student.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was very rewarding. Uh, and it was great to see them achieve and move on. And some of them still now keep in contact, which is really lovely. And it's, it's really good to see how they've done. So that was how I started. And then I went on in the same college, I went on to teach health and social care. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a teacher never thought I would be good enough to do that but I was encouraged and I tried it and I loved it so I taught health and social care and then I went on to become deputy manager of the sixth form which is like the upper end of the, the college yeah um, and I I was involved in the pastoral care of the students mm-hmm. uh, so I was always very drawn to helping those who have special needs or needed some kind of motivation or help
0: fantastic
1: um, and i yeah and i started doing some um community projects with the prince's trust okay uh i don't know if you're aware of the prince's trust but it, it's run uh, by prince charles
0: the royal family I've heard of it yes
1: yes uh, amazing um projects that they run and they funded us to do some um work with the local community with uh, students who had low self-esteem, and we used to invite these elderly residents in and they, the children would serve them with food and, and do activities for them. Oh, that's nice, yes. And we saw such an improvement in these students, uh, their ability to communicate and to go out and to do things. So um, that was really basically what I did. And um, to my amazement, utter amazement, I found out that I've been nominated for an award and I was nominated by some students, which was oh, really fantastic. lovely. Yeah. Really lovely, yes. Yeah. Uh, and even further after that, I won the uh, regional award. And then I went on to win the national award. <gasps> wow, Trish, that's no, I'm, awesome. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not a person really that can stand up and speak <laughs> that well. You know, I wasn't used to doing that. I was all right with the children. <clears throat> but anyway, I had to go to... London and I was presented the award in uh, the Drury Lane Theatre in London, a very famous theatre which was first built in 1600 and something and I'd never been there before. It was really lovely and such an honour to be there. Mm -hmm. And um, as a result of that, I then was invited to go to 10 Downing Street where the Prime Minister resides. Really? That's amazing. I was just so excited about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you see it so many times on the television. But the thought of actually walking through that door, that famous door, was just amazing, Uh, which I did. And um, it was interesting how you had a different aspect of life there. Like, I looked out the window, and you could see the children's toys in the garden, and it just seemed so normal Mm. compared to what else... You know was going on so that was a very special day in my life and uh the fact that well, the students put me forward was yeah. very special
0: just i have so, to ask who was the <clears throat> prime minister at the time
1: it was gordon brown okay yes uh
0: and uh it was it was really
1: lovely and actually it was funny because he had the award with him there was there was 10 of us all together mm-hmm. and he said to me i don't know why i'm holding this for the photograph i think you should hold it nice so i said to him well why don't we both hold it yes so the photograph we've got here is of um myself and gordon brown holding the award that is uh, with the others around us yeah yeah
0: so see you know i'm i'm quite keen on family history and that's the kind of picture that'll go down to your children and grandchildren with great pride yes
1: Yes, I'm That's sure. Lovely. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, it was lovely because my family were able to be there as well. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that I'd won when we got there. It was only as the cameras started moving towards me that I thought, okay. oh, it looks like I'm going to be going on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how exciting. Yeah, so, but it was very special. Yes. Oh, so that was really my, my work and my background. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I retired uh, eight years ago mm-hmm. and obviously with more time I started to get more involved in the church activities and I worked quite a lot with the community around Yes, yes. Um, because I've been used to doing that and we had elderly residents around the church. So I got into um, activities with that where we were serving community meals and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I got to know quite a few of the people around as well. Anyway, there was a lady in our church called Jean, she was 89, Mm -hmm. and um, a wonderful Christian lady who loved and cared for people all her life, Yeah, and she started to lose her sight. Mm -hmm. So I used to go over to her once a month and help her with her bank statements to read them to her so that she knew what she had to do. Excellent. And it was... During one of these visits that Jean shared with me that her frustration at not being able to knit Mm -hmm. anymore or read her patterns. Mm -hmm. And I could see it was really upsetting her. And when I went home, I was got on my way home. I just felt so, I don't know. I just started praying all the way home and thinking there must be a way around this. How can Mm. I help her? You know, sitting at home, not being able to do what she loved to do. When I got home, I suddenly remembered this crocheted blanket that I had done as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I wonder if there are any projects at all, whether she would manage to knit a square.
0: Yeah.
1: So I went on to Google, not knowing if there was anything, Mm -hmm. and immediately knit a square popped up. Yeah. And the more I read, the more excited I felt because... With Jean being such a caring, supportive person who always wanted to give, Mm. I thought if she can manage to knit a square, this is going to be for her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because it matches her interest and her capability. And it's so lovely to be involved in something.
1: And it it helped her to continue to have a real purpose Mm. as well. So I took the laptop. Went over to her, and I showed her one of the, your videos. These are square it. videos. Yeah. She was able to see the children, and I knew, I knew as soon as she saw that that she would want to do this, and she was so, so wanting to do it. Fantastic. Yeah. So Jean and I decided we would just have a go first because we wanted, I wanted to make sure she could manage it for a start. Yeah. So. Um, we started to do an 8 inch square. I did one, she did one. She managed it. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's really how that started and how it got me back to knitting as well. Uh, so anyway, as we went on, we thought, I wonder if we should take this to the church. There are probably others who would like to do it. For sure. So we asked our uh, minister, and he was very supportive. He allowed us to show the video in the church to everyone yes and Jean came up with me to the front and together we explained what we were doing and why Mm -hmm. and asked if anybody else would be interested so several came to us afterwards some who were able to come and meet with us others who couldn't because they worked or whatever so but they helped us by donating money for postage oh brilliant Yes. yes. So there were just a handful of us to start off with and we thought this is brilliant. So we used to meet every week, once a week in the afternoon, have tea and cake and, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, biscuits and chats. And and so we carried on with our squares. Now, that was in January 2015. I was so shocked when I looked back That's for this lovely. interview to realise how minutes. long it yeah, how long ago it was. Yeah. So anyway, we carried on and by January 2017 we'd knitted a hundred blankets. Gee, that's awesome. And we were, yeah, we were just so thrilled to think that a hundred of these little ones would have a blanket to keep yes, them warm.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we decided to have a little celebration lunch. So we all brought something to share. It was just a simple thing, and we sat and we had this lunch. And in walked this uh, journalist from the local newspaper. Yeah. Um, Somebody had let them know, which we didn't know about. And uh, they took a photograph and asked us about our story, and it went in the paper. And of course, from that, people, (laughs) more people, yes, rang us and said, Oh, we would love to be involved in this. Yeah. So the the group began to grow. Uh, And we went. We were. We're basically doing about 100 squares a year. Not that we're aiming that way, but that's how it works out more or less. 100 blankets. Um. um sorry, blankets. Yes. yes. 100 blankets. Yes. Wow. So I think we've got we've got 14 regular members who meet every yeah. week, and then we've got about another 14 who knit in the community because there were those who couldn't get to us. There's some housebound ladies. Yeah. There's one lady who uh, she, is, uh, she is just able to sit in the chair. She's not able to go out or do very much. Mm-hmm. And when you go into her house, I go and visit her. She is surrounded by balls of wool. Lovely. And always ready to show me how many hats, how many squares she's knitted. Oh, that's- and it just gives her such a new purpose yeah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a two-way thing isn't it everybody wins you know there's children yes yes so it's a real joy to see that Mm.
0: Uh, so people have built relationships as well around that because I'm sure there are people in your group who you never knew before Um, yes people come into your life and you find a common interest and then there's something to build a relationship on
1: Absolutely. In fact, they've become quite a, I was going to say a close-knit group, but that doesn't say <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> but they have, you know, they, they, they support each other, they care for each other. And that has come out actually quite a lot during the pandemic. Yes. Um, absolutely. You know, where we've been separated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we haven't been able to meet now since March 2020. So oh. it's been a long haul. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, at the moment, we're only allowed to go out for exercise or those things are looking a bit better. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, several of them live on their own as well. Um, so uh, I, I need to say that the sad thing of it all is that Jean passed away in January 2020. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, which was really sad. It wasn't anything to do with the virus. Mm. Um, but it, she was such a great loss to us. Because she yes, was the one, one that found the members. Absolutely. And and sometimes when we met, well, quite regularly, really, she would say that she'd like to offer a prayer up for the children. Mm-hmm. So I would take one of the parcels ready to send, and she would hold the parcel up and she would ask us all to hold hands. Yes. And she would say a prayer for the children. Isn't
0: that amazing. Gosh. It, yeah people are really joining hearts and in 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 a moment of a real sort of reflection and and presence you you sort of um projecting yourself into the place where the needy are yes yeah and just making it so real and close to you that's lovely
1: yes absolutely yes and of course um a lot of them haven't got computers or anything Mm -hmm. um so the other thing that's uh, I do is uh, I, I started a notice board so whenever the snippets come out I'm able to print off some of the pictures and the news ah, and good the distributions answer. and I put them on the notice board so they come in and they go straight to the notice board to mm-hmm. see what is happening yeah. so it keeps them really connected with the, the reason and the purpose for why we're doing it for sure uh, and then you know it keeps
0: them I know that people love to see if, if their own squares are actually in the blankets that are in the pictures.
1: Yes, and we have
0: managed that once. Uh, we
1: had, uh, we have a lady who does very specific ones with stripes in and a, and a way different to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we actually managed to pick hers out, which was nice. so exciting. Yeah, uh, And we've managed to pick our parcels. We've seen a few of our parcels in the pictures as oh, well. Good. So... Yeah, it just makes us all feel so much closer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you think how far away we are, but it, uh, it just brings us all together, I think.
0: Trish, yeah. um, I mean, yeah. that's, that's awesome when you look back. I mean, I'm sure you must feel very happy and proud that you, you initiated that. Um, you and Jean, for sure. But if, if you hadn't um, sort of asked God to help you think up an idea that day, when you, you heard yes. how frustrated she was, none of this would have actually come about. Yeah.
1: No, it's just, it's just wonderful, isn't it? Mm. And all out of the fact that just trying to sort out some, you know, her bank statements and mm. things. Um, mm. um, yeah, yeah. Very, very special, very thankful. And um, it's brought a lot of people together as well. Yeah. of course now with, with the, the pandemic. So um Obviously, you know, we were very concerned because a lot of them live on their own. A lot of them had have to shield. they weren't allowed to grow at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister has been amazing. My sister Sue, she, she stepped right in to lead it with me after Jean went. Nice, okay. Uh, and has been right beside me the whole time and helped with everything. Mm-hmm. And especially now during the pandemic, so what we did, we, we had the uh, phone numbers for everybody. Mm-hmm. thankfully and so every week since the pandemic started we have phoned every member of the group that's we marvelous. keep in contact that's so great. we divide it up so one week i'll do half and the other uh, and sue will do the other half and then we swap it so they so uh, yeah, and it has worked it really well yeah, yeah. and it's great. kept everybody connected yeah and then I thought, well, we haven't got the notice board or anything. I wanted them to stay in contact with, with you guys and what was happening. So, um, so I started doing a newsletter. Um, fantastic, so, yeah, yeah. So every other month they get a newsletter. So they still get the pictures and they still get the information. So I can tell them how we're all doing and yeah. then uh, what's happening out in South Africa. And they love it. They absolutely love it. Do you you actually print it out and distribute it or do you send it by email? No, I thought about that because obviously it's expensive to send, but I just, that's part of me. I just, that didn't come out of any other funds. I just felt it was nice for them to get a letter in the post.
0: So- Absolutely, because it's so rare to get a nice letter in the post. And then I imagine to have it in hard copy also means they can then show the pictures to people who visit them absolutely um, yes just put it next to their own bed if they want to and, and it's there yes yes yeah yeah so it wow. seems you know it seems to have worked
1: really well so that's been good and of course the squares have still been coming in in fact at first we were getting squares after squares after squares and I think it was the fact that they couldn't do anything else yeah absolutely <laughs> so, it was a great yeah.
0: way to spend the pandemic looking. Like like
1: absolutely that. yes yes so um so we have kept going we've got uh, my sister and i have when we've been allowed to we can go for a walk for exercise we've managed to walk around and collect squares mm-hmm. and we, thankfully the post offices have been open so we've been able to keep sending them yes uh, and we've just this week sent off number 600 oh <gasps> blanket
0: oh so, that is fantastic and now tell me do you um have someone who sews up blankets or do you send um uh, parcel at uh, these packages of squares with when you send them off no we send
1: them as squares because apparently i think you get charged more don't you if, if we send it as a garment rather than if yeah you know, if, as, a, as an article yeah. Yeah. yes so it was pack- a,
0: it was a blanket it would be charged more you're right um,
1: yes so we packed um, them up in 35s yeah so we know that that's a blanket oh um, fantastic and we're a, we I, I managed to get two blankets in each parcel and with a couple of hats or hand warmers and a little toy stuck in the middle somewhere mm. and i can just do that so that it's not over the weight that they
0: oh are obviously descend. very
1: experienced
0: at this trish
1: <laughs> well when i started off i wasn't oh that's cool <laughs> The first one I took to the post office, she said, oh, that's no good. Yeah. And um, I don't know quite how it works out with, with the, your um, uh, currency, but she wanted £62 sterling. Oh. And that was massive. And I thought, oh, no, that can't be right. <laughs>
0: that's oh, That's a huge amount because we times yeah. it by 20 to get to the random amount.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to do plan b and go back and really think about how to send them but it made sense sending the two you know so you knew there were two blankets in there and yeah. we could keep track which was motivating for everybody absolutely um yeah so uh, there's there's another lady actually just come to mind who not very long ago she's been really struggling a lot at home she's got school children and um but um she decided she wanted to try and learn to crochet Mm -hmm. so she went online and she had a go and she said can i try and do some squares i said of course you can it'd be wonderful yes well i have just sent a parcel off now with the most beautiful crocheted squares in that i've seen i can't believe you would you wouldn't believe looking at it that she couldn't do it before she's just learned how to do it and they're absolutely lovely and she's so thrilled that she can help these children
0: yeah um so for so, her it's, it's become a real incentive to learn because she's got something she, yes. she knows she's doing it for a good cause and um it's not yes. just uh you know sort of just to practice new stitches or something
1: yeah yeah she really wanted to do something for somebody else mm-hmm. and i think you know that makes
0: us all feel better anyway wow. doesn't it
1: when, when we do something like that
0: so oh, yeah so I, I love the full circle that this whole operation is because you know we we have the children who are so needy and they 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 really do love getting the blankets you know made with such love and they're so beautiful the blankets, yes. the blankets they receive mm-hmm. but you've got all the knitters and and crocheters who who put in their time and effort and buy wool mm-hmm. and do all that and then like you say it draws new people in to relationships and to learning new skills yes. so, so many different
1: things. Yeah, there's been so many friendships that have been formed between them. And that's come out now. You know, some of them support the other ones. And, you know, we hear about all these things. I'll tell you another story about this, actually. When then um, we were, uh, I, I went to the hairdressers mm-hmm. to have my hair done. And she just said to me, oh, what have you been doing this week then? So I told her, about Mrs. square. Yeah. And she was so interested in this. She said, well, why don't I provide some ne- needles and wool yes. in the salon? And when, the, when they come in to have their hair done and they're waiting for their colour to be done or hair to dry or whatever, they could be knitting squares. And I thought, wow, oh, what an amazing idea. And yeah, she's exactly. been doing this, oh, I think for a couple of years now. It's Less hairdressers and... Um, the, the squares come to you under her net. Their, their name. Okay. Uh, okay. But it's lovely. You go in there now and you see these ladies sitting there knitting, doing this knitting yes. for the for the square. So that was oh, another way.
0: That's that. awesome. I, I've I've heard okay. of people um collecting squares in doctors' waiting rooms, but you you generally don't wait that long in a doctor's waiting room. I mean, you you might no. wait an hour or something, but generally it's less. And um, yes, and yet a, a, a hairdressing salon, you can wait for a good couple of hours if you're having a perm or a, um, yes. you know, some kind of a treatment. So it's an excellent
1: Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, it seems to work really well. And she sends the parcels off herself. Uh, so that's good. And then we've got another group who are in another local church who um, they knit squares for us and, and then they pass them over to me and I send them off. So they've sort of joined with us. Yeah. Uh, as well so so they've done very well Um, and we asked them over for one of our celebration lunches so we got together with them and again we met more people um, as well so uh, you know it it works very well but of course the bottom line is that it's these little ones yes it and is. I must say, it's been quite heart rendering to see these little ones with their masks on, and you think, oh my goodness, they've had so much to put up with. And yeah. they've got this as well. So, yeah. so, yes. So, um, yeah,
0: it's been tough. Yeah,
1: but their tough. little faces are just amazing, aren't they? When they get these blankets. Yeah. And, such and I, joy. I love to
0: hear from the people that do the distributions, you know, the response. Yes. Of the children. It's always really
1: heartwarming yes yeah. yeah well it really brings it home to you doesn't it mm-hmm. you know what is happening and um yeah and your volunteers are amazing to be able to quote and do
0: well they are and, to do that as well. and, and, and i must really do <laughs> another interview with somebody who actually connects with the children to get more of that input for our listeners i think it's important yes 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 oh
1: the, the podcast is such a brilliant idea aren't they I've listened to the one with uh, you and Rhonda Great. and and what what really struck me was about the animals because you know, we don't see any of the those sort of animals at all. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I enjoyed it so much you oh, know when about looking out over the veranda and
0: seeing the elephants, and yes, yeah, you know, uh, oh Wonderful. yeah, it was just so lovely. Well, I think what what I appreciate so much is that we all are connected by our care for the children and our our craft, but um, we all come from such different backgrounds. And it's really interesting when we can um, share our stories and get a glimpse into other people's lives. It's really, it's really, yes, very interesting, hey? Yes, Uh, yes,
1: yes, definitely, definitely
0: so yes I I so appreciate you sharing with us your your holidays and your lovely knitting group and all your fantastic experiences meeting the prime minister and stuff so (laughs) thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast I'm really thrilled we could make it happen
1: oh thank you it's been a real real pleasure and it has made me feel more linked to you guys and to everyone else and um Right. Uh, you know when we uh, we had our first uh, messages coming through from the forum and it was from all over the world and I thought wow you know and some of the ladies they just couldn't couldn't grasp that concept that you can actually do that yeah that's uh, right. so yeah so absolutely amazing but thank you for having me it's been
0: wonderful to do it great lovely Trish yeah. I really appreciate it
1: <laughs> thank you Leanne thank okay. you.
0: Well, if you like me, you get very inspired hearing about other knitters and crocheters speak about their craft. Um, so uh, I just wanted to say here I am sitting, knitting on a, a corner, just corner square in some lovely uh, bright um, multicolored yarn that is sort of variegated. And it's coming out as very interesting stripes with some purple and pink and orange and yellow. And it's probably going to go into some green very, very shortly. And these uh, squares come out nicely because I don't have to make stripes. The yarn does it for me. Um, It's just a double knitting acrylic type of of yarn, but um, easily washable and ideal for making uh, blankets. And uh, if you're interested in the measurements I'm using, um, I use a four and a half needle. uh, Well, in fact, it's probably a four needle, a four millimeter needle, double knitting yarn, and i generally start at one stitch increase on every row until i get to 50 stitches and then i start decreasing at the start of every row and uh, back to one stitch and then that makes roughly the right size of square that i'm looking for and yesterday i was able to take um, a, a really big bag of uh, 100 squares knitted and crocheted that i'd done over the last couple of months to the opening day uh, I don't I don't actually attend every single opening day because the barn is sort of on the other side of town from me, but when I do get there it's great fun and uh, we've actually got some new volunteers joining us now, which is exciting, um, and I enjoyed sitting at the table. For the first time I was actually involved in um, making blanket packs. Uh, I've not done this before because I can't see the colours, um, as you know I'm visually impaired, so I can't see the colours of the of the squares that come in but I realized that I can actually um, match the sizes fairly easily by feel and of course the textures um, are easy to tell and we don't put um, very light flimsy squares with heavily um, textured squares because that would make a very uneven blanket so we tend to make the lightest use the lighter squares to make uh, baby blankets and the medium textured squares for um, ordinary blankets and then the very he- heavily textured squares we would use for a special distribution to a mountain area where it's likely to get extremely cold um, and I was uh, having great fun making making up blanket packs 35 squares in each blanket pack and making sure that the the loose threads are butterflied together and then wrapping them up and sending them or well, placing them in a place where we could uh, gather them for the goggles um, as far as I know uh, somebody is is able to um, take the blankets, packs in bags to the gogos or to a gogo group, so that they so that they can get uh, sewn up into blankets, and so the the uh, the process of making squares into blankets is continuing despite the lockdown and all the pressures that COVID has placed on us. And of course we're into level uh, lockdown level one now here in South Africa. Things have eased up quite significantly, but we are very much um, uh, in the habit of wearing masks and sanitizing, which I think is actually the way to, to keep yourself, um, protected, the the best possible way to keep yourself protected, um, and I just urge you to do the same wherever you are. So, um, that's all from me here at um in my little studio at home (laughs) and i um, encourage you just to keep subscribed to the podcast so that you'll see new episodes when they come out and um, remember to give us a rating or review on apple podcasts or google podcasts or wherever you happen to listen to this um and uh, that'll help us to attract more more listeners which is always fun always nice um and so uh That's all and I wish you a a great couple of weeks until we chat again. So this is Leanne Hunt casting off. You can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it. And you can share links on Facebook, Twitter and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children one square at a time.